You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. So now that they're starting to open everything up, are you guys excited? Are you guys excited about like the new release no. films that are supposed to be coming out or anything you know, like that? No. I did see the trailer well, for uh, the new uh, Christopher Nolan film coming out this summer. Uh, Tenet. Tenet. I mean, assuming coming out this summer if they're making movies again. Oh. Uh, and Denzel Washington's son, right? Is it oh, is that the yeah, guy in there? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. great. Mm. Isaiah Washington. There you go. Looking forward to that. that. Yeah. That might be enough to pull me back into theaters, but uh, even so, I'll probably be in a full hazmat suit. Uh, what about Black Widow? The fact that do they have a new release date for that? <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like in July. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that that may do it too. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to take a lot to get me out of the theaters, and what? even then, I'll probably David be... Harbor. Come on, no, that's going to be I'm, fun. Of course, I want to see it, but like, what do I like? I will risk my life for a Christopher yeah. Nolan film, but uh, Black Widow, I'll, I'll catch three months later on Disney Plus. <laughs> right? I tell you, a movie um, I would not risk my life for. Uh, Birds. Okay, of- wait. Oh, Birds of Prey, you saw that? Birds of Prey, saw that over the weekend, finally. Uh, oh. like, no, okay, you know what? Joe's <laughs> shaking his head in shame. Have you guys seen this? Chess, you've seen it? Yeah. No, but mm. it doesn't sound like something I want to see. Well, you would probably like it, Chess. Really? You think so? Yeah. I mean, based oh, yeah. on Suicide Squad, its predecessor, yes, you should it's not better have been than excited. Suicide about. Squad. It's way better it's than better. Suicide Squad. Yeah. It just oh. it feels like it's too much, like, it's trying too hard to be Deadpool. Oh, yeah, it definitely. Movie, right? Yeah, the Harley Quinn movie definitely had that okay. tone. Definitely broke the fourth wall. I mean, it, it works for that character though. They wanted their own R-rated franchise, which I guess Suicide here's, Squad was. But I guess still- here's my here's my big problem with Birds of Prey, and and it's more of a personal thing than it is anything else. I am a huge fan women. of. No, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, actually, the, quite the contrary. Mm. I love them, Joel. Mm. Too much. Um, <laughs> wow. It's got to be an 11 one way or an 11 the other way. <laughs> no in between. Can't be normal. <laughs> so, no, I was a huge fan of the Birds of Prey book. And the Birds of Prey book was – it was Black Canary, Barbara Gordon, and All Huntress. Right. It was just those three. And they were kind of like crime fighting in Gotham. And it was Barbara Gordon – post the you know the yeah. being paralyzed so she was she was oracle she was kind of like their tech smart like chick checking out everything on like the the scanners and radars the thing was she was stuck in a chair but she wasn't mm. stuck like she was still a very worthy adversary for anybody who would try to take her on wow. and i love barbara gordon like i've always dug that character she was she was the superheroine that like she wore a full costume like she didn't like she was like wonder woman where she's running around in like a brassiere and like panties and stuff <laughs> yeah. but but like she didn't it seemed like batgirl was never relying on her like sexuality to like get by like in a situation mm-hmm. and i dug that and she was smart they always touted like how she was so smart she was you know she had a great memory she memorized maps and you know she was a martial arts expert and just a brilliant mind and I, I I dug that. That stood her apart from every other heroine in the comics. Uh, and so I really love the Birds of Prey book. And so to make a Birds of Prey movie and have your centerpiece be Harley Quinn yeah. <laughs> really bothered me. Like that I just <laughs> I couldn't get past myself in that respect. I see that. Well, I didn't have any of that baggage. And I got to say, Jen and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I uh, oh. thought it was a fun 
romp. Uh, considering all the other DC movies that have come out, you know, in, in uh-huh. the years, this is definitely one of the best, if not the best. Uh, uh-huh. And just really um, took the whole female. Like it didn't feel like it was trying to do the female empowerment thing too much. Uh, but it was definitely there. And I loved uh, Ewan McGregor as the uh, villain. I loved the dynamic between all the characters. And I thought they did a pretty good job of, maybe with the exception of the Huntress uh, story arc, I thought they did a pretty good job of merging all these different stories into one. It wasn't like Suicide Squad where it's like, oh, here's a 90-second introduction to each character, and then they're together for the rest of the film. They gave each character their own story. And then we'll go back and do another background story on one of the characters and then come back to the present. Yeah, it definitely it jumped so around. Terrible. There was definitely some Tarantinoing to it, uh, but uh, I don't know. I thought it was successful. I thought it was fun. Uh, B plus. So would yeah. you recommend? So would you recommend? It? Yeah, yeah. We may even do it on this podcast based on this. All right, guys. So <laughs> if we were going to recast Harley <laughs> Quinn and the Birds of Prey, how would we do that? Sorcerer uh, Woman. Oh, I love. No, I guess girl. it didn't. I, I guess it, it just didn't speak to me as much. Like I was just too. Cu- I was too caught up in the whole like this feels like it's ripping off something else that was way better. Um, in, in a couple of respects. So, because you uh, know too much about what it's supposed to actually do. I do, do, that's right. I do that's, know too much that's about your it. Problem. That's but the your pro- problem. You know what, though? I didn't have a problem with that with the Marvel movies. They took mm-hmm. plenty of liberties with those Marvel characters, but I really I mean, didn't care. But DC sucks. You know that. <laughs> hey, maybe you'll feel different when the four hour Snyder cut of Justice League comes out in 2021 on, on or whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that, uh, is that what they announced? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a friend of show Luke Hawkins gave me his uh, his login to HBO Max. Oh yeah, with wow. one with one caveat that he needs to be on the episode when we talk about the Snyder cut. All right, done, done, and done. <laughs> we'll see you in twenty twenty one, Luke. <laughs> right. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where it's we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies, no matter what the case. Every week we will talk about a movie uh, with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, who we invite to take part in the discussion. Just go to Facebook.com slash Editing Bay or in that search bar on Facebook. Type in the Editing Bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. And that's where you can talk back to us and let us know what you think about the movie uh, of the week. And uh, this time it was Joel's pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, after the depressing lobster, he went with something a little more upbeat. <laughs> no, I. Uh, this was a huge movie when it came out. I remember it, it uh, breaking some pre-sale records. I think I read somewhere that like 80% of the uh, ticket sales were pre-sale. Uh, and, and it was another like, you know, young adult Harry Potter kind of franchise in the making. Uh, except we had a female heroine this time, so it kind of had that uh-huh. angle going for it. Uh, and uh, I got dragged to see it in theaters, and I've seen all the movies. I say dragged, but I was excited about it. And uh, <laughs> I, I remember, uh, I remember having mixed feelings about this first one. Uh, yeah. But I, overall, as a franchise, like I said, I've seen all four movies. I derived some enjoyment from them. Uh, but I, I was curious as to what my opinion would be, kind of revisiting this. <laughs> Oh come on! First of all, Jennifer Lawrence looks like twelve in this movie, so we, yeah. I can't even work that angle. Yeah, she looks twelve. Yet they wasted no time showing us her being bathed like twice in oh, the sure. course of this yeah, film. That's right. Uh, so what we're talking about is 2012's The Hunger Games, directed by Gary Ross, who also gave us Pleasantville, uh, Sea Biscuit, The Ocean's Eight, the all women Ocean's movie. Oh. Uh, he also wrote. He was a screenwriter for the movies Big, Dave. Oh. And 1994's Lassie. Lassie? I loved that as a kid. There was a 1994 Lassie? 
There was a yeah, there was man, a 1994. It was, oh, it was a classic, man. It was a classic. yeah. I watched uh, it so many times. The budget for this movie was seventy eight million dollars, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the box office test. Do you want to guess what they made? For the uh, oh man, I mean, this is this huge. Like uh, I'm gonna go one fifty. I'm gonna go two fifty. Okay. All right, it's six hundred and ninety-four point oh, four million dollars. A little off. You guys, you guys didn't go over. Though. Hey, the so important thing is that I won. Huh, huh. I was close. I was close. I guess that's true. Joel did win. Price is right rules. Uh, other other movies from twenty twelve. Here we go. Uh, the House at the End of the Street, which also hmm. featured Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Lockout, Prometheus, Sinister, Django Unchained. Yeah. The perks of being a wallflower. Twilight, oh, Breaking Dawn, Marvel's The Avengers. Looper, Zero Dark Thirty, Pitch Perfect, The Dark Knight Rises, Red mm-hmm. Dawn Remake, uh, Life of Pi, Killing Them Softly, Battleship, Silver Linings Playbook, also with Jennifer wow, Lawrence. Big year uh, for her. Wow. Jack Reacher, Skyfall, John Carter, love that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cloud Atlas, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, Argo, Dark Shadows, Brave Flight, and Les Miserables. Oh, like, wow. Really? Looper is the best movie on that list, I think. Mm. Mm. Probably, Django, probably Django Unchained. Well, that's close. Wow. Or Perks of Being I, a Wallflower. I'd have, to, I'd have to go with Marvel's The Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> I you love think that so? Movie. Better than Looper? Yeah. Nah. You, well, you must yeah. not have seen Perks of Being a Wallflower. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that movie, actually. Beautiful. <laughs> Speaking of and DC. Logan Lerman is a treasure. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever seen, did you guys ever see The House at the End of the Street, that uh, remake that Jennifer Lawrence was in? Did not. No. Oh, dude, that movie's really good. It, um, a lot like, a lot like that movie. What was it? It was Your Next, I think. The uh, the oh, movie yeah. where like the guy brings oh. his girlfriend home for like Thanksgiving or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, and like yeah. these people come in, these home invaders, and she ends up turning the table on them and ah. like you know kicking some ass. This movie is very much the same. Where Jennifer Lawrence goes like to the lake to hang out with her friends or whatever. And some like, you know, some bad folks come by and like rough them up and like rape her friend. Jesus. Uh, And and they leave them both for dead. Well, Jennifer Lawrence ends up escaping and getting back to her house. Cause like these, these people took her like wallet or whatever. And they're like, we're going to go see your family next. Jennifer Lawrence ends up like getting back to her house before these people get there. And her family's like, what happened? And she explains. And suddenly like her dad is like pulling the shotguns out. The family, oh, yeah. like start, they start setting up traps around the house and stuff. And it's basically a revenge film where the bad guys come to you. Like it was oh, like, wow. Yeah. It's, it's a good movie. I recommend it. It's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun hour yeah, and a half yeah, watch. Sounds fun. Sounds real fun. <laughs> yeah. Head to the list. In fun, I mean, it is satisfying getting to see these people get what's coming. I like to them. a good revenge film. I love the Kill Bills. Yeah, yeah. yeah you oh, do. Love you love it. the Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that you put the at the beginning of the Kill Bill. The Kill Bills. There's two. I get on. I get on the Twitter. Oh, did you see what's going on with Twitter? Uh, oh no! What's going on with Twitter? What's going hey. on on the Twitter? Well, uh, Joel Bernstein's <laughs> favorite president, <laughs> <laughs> Obama. <laughs> so Not what I heard. So I guess like Twitter, <laughs> Twitter has started putting like fact-checking links on Donald Trump's posts. I heard that. Oh, it's good. Wow. Took him took him four years. Four years too late, unfortunately. <laughs> and he's he's trying to sign some kind of bill into legislation to like uh, regulate like the internet and and social media yeah. so that way like they can't stifle free speech it's like what are you doing it's a private company first of all they can kick yeah. off anybody they want 
Exactly. But have fun with uh, your executive orders, fat ass. All right, so Joel, tell us about this 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 movie that you love. Hunger Games is uh, another dystopian <laughs> future where uh, society has fallen apart. We've uh, fallen into civil war. Actually, this is very post-civil war. I think like at least 75 years afterwards. Uh, and you know how civil wars work, Joe. There's a, a winner and a loser. And the winner gets to dictate uh, what the punishment for the losers are going to be. And in this case, uh, it only makes sense that uh, they would force the losing side to um, subject their children to what is basically uh, uh, the running man, you know, like a, like a, a yeah. futuristic game show where everybody dies except one person. Uh, because, of course, why not? And uh, the entire society just kind of goes along with this for what keeps seems them in like check. forever, I guess. Yeah. But um, I, I find this all very implausible. And um, I felt the same way. I felt the same way watching this. And it, it like the first time I saw this movie, I saw it in the theater. Did I see it in the theater? Yeah, I think I saw it in the theater. And I, for some reason, I had some idea that like there was like – these people were subjected by like an alien race or whatever, and they revolted. And then the aliens quelled the rebellion and then required like a sacrifice every year that these kids like fight and kill each other. And then I'm watching the movie again. I'm like, Oh, there isn't anything about aliens at all in this. Although movie. I like your version better. I would definitely watch that <laughs> version of the Hunger Games. <laughs> it's, they're, just, they're just dicks. <laughs> they're just, I guess in my head, I just couldn't process that humans would do this to other humans. Yes. So they wouldn't. Like, and even if one side would, I don't feel like it would go 75 years before there was an uprising. Like, I feel yeah. like we'd get through one, maybe, before so, uh, people realize it's not a good idea, not a good way to run society. I don't think you guys are going to get this reference, but part of the, the thing that struck me originally about this movie, like, the first thing that I noticed, like, when they started talking about the districts, mm-hmm. is, like, it's this, this movie takes place in the world of Pokemon, <laughs> Because, like, every city is like, this is the coal mining city. And oh, right, yeah. This is yeah. the grain city, and this is the, the grass city. Like, every district had its own specialized thing that it did. And I was like, this is a little too Pokemon for me. Yeah. Um, and also, like, men in the town really didn't play much of a role. The men? I don't, I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, the, the men in the town really didn't play much of a role. And I don't know if I missed it. I think Sarah mentioned this when we were talking about it earlier, that I guess like Peta and Gail and and uh, and Katniss, like all their fathers died in the war yeah. or the revolt or alluded to, yeah. Is that? Okay, so that's what happened. Um, I mean, not only do the men not uh, play a big role, but I would say just adults in general. Like, this is very quickly, like, for, for some reason, the Hunger Games has to happen with prepubescent teens. Like, from, yeah. from tw- like you age out at 18. Uh-huh. Again, that's a really weird obsession for um, the victors of a civil war to uh, to take on. It's just well, like, it's, bring me your children. It, I, I find the, the motivations of, of our antagonist uh, in the form of Donald Sutherland's President Snow, mm-hmm. I find the motivations questionable. Like... Almost to the point where they're a little mustache twirly. Like, oh, we, he's, I do this, I'm he, doing this because I'm the bad guy. He's totally a one-dimensional villain. Uh, you're given nothing. He's totally hateable. Uh, he hates underdogs. We learned that. And then, uh, yes, in subsequent uh, films, you don't really get much more depth with that uh, villain, unfortunately. No. He's just a bad and, dude. And And I'm skipping ahead here, but, like... I know he had like his whole like talk with Wes Bentley's character about like, you know, would you know why we do this? We could just have them, you know, just give up sacrifices and we bring them to the Capitol and just kill them. But we don't. Do you know why? Because hope. 
hope is and he's got this really like convoluted speech about like how hope also is a way to control people too and it, it, it's one of those pieces of dialogue that felt like when the writer was putting it together mm-hmm. like they thought they were being way more clever right than they really were also, and instead they kind of confused the point also they don't really seem like they have a lot of hope like everybody's kind of walking around somber just like uh, resigned to their destiny and, at least uh, in District 12, nobody has <laughs> yeah. at all. <laughs> it is kind of, and, and that's part of a larger thing. Um, yeah, especially with, um, there's that scene where Elizabeth Banks, uh, what's her character's name? Effie something. Effie. Effie, Effie Trinket. Trinket, Trinket. Yeah. there you go. Trinket. Uh, Trinket, Taylor, soldier spy. She uh, she comes <laughs> in and she's, she's basically the Vanna White of the Hunger Games, it seems. Like she's there. Uh, to 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 pick the winners, quote unquote. Well, she's the rep. She's the rep of that of that district. Of dif- like yeah, she's almost, like like the senator. Like she is she is the governor of yeah, District Twelve. She has a real problem with reading the room, though. <laughs> I think that she oh, needs yeah. to uh, uh, really assess. Like maybe uh, uh, adjust your mood to the somber tone that everybody else. All these people have gathered in this district to uh, basically sacrifice their children. Uh, and uh-huh. uh, they're all there. People are crying. Families are being torn apart. And she's there like she's fucking reading the lotto numbers. <laughs> like, just like, who's the winner? And, you know, with their yeah. crazy Johnny Depp from the Alice in Wonderland movies lipstick on. <laughs> like a fucking Mad Hatter shit. Uh, so a- already kind of unbelievable that that would happen. That would not go down that way. Well, it's almost, she's almost like, with that lack of empathy, mm-hmm. there's, there's, it's almost like a bit of a, an, I don't want to say autism, but like it is, it is kind of like an, an inability, like, because as you start progressing through the movies, you get this idea that Effie isn't a, an evil person. No, she's, she's just, she's just clueless. Obtuse. She's unaware. Right. She's a product of her environment, mm-hmm. uh, which is being in district one for so long. Um, and so you see that, you see that as they're, you know, they're on the train and Hamish is kind of getting up in Katniss's <laughs> face and she, she stabs the table and, and Effie turns around. She's like, Hey, that's mahogany. <laughs> that's her, her best delivery of the entire film. I would argue. Now I, I, I also kind of had a problem with like, I guess I didn't feel like this world never gelled with each other. Like, and maybe that's by design that none of this world seemed to fit in with each other. Like as you go from district to district, uh, and then you get to district one, the capital and like, everybody's dressed up like an extra from like the wizarding world of Harry Potter. (laughs) Yes. It looks like, uh, if Tim Burton directed Amadeus, like that's what the art direction's like. (laughs) Everyone's got these weird powdered wigs on a lot of pastels. Even the men look androgynous. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, you got Stanley Tucci with his blue hair and his Stanley cap Tucci. teeth. And poor uh, fucking Toby Jones, Dr. Zoller Toby from the, uh, just like looking like uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula with that weird yeah. butt haircut. Uh-huh. I, I, I felt sorry for both of them. So it was about the time where um, where Katniss goes to like the market to get her her um, Mockingjay pin that mm-hmm. you, you you know right off the bat is apparently going to mean something because she has this weird exchange with this old woman yes. where she's like, what's this? It's a Mockingjay. Mm. How much? Keep it. Yes. It's yours. And I'm like, I don't think there's a whole lot of that that goes on in Probably this community. Well, she's <laughs> these, pretty people are, these people are starving and they kind of need to get every cent they can get. I mean, uh, when, you're buying, when you're paying for things in ribbon – 
I guess you might be <laughs> just give stuff away. Also, when you look like Jennifer Lawrence, people just fucking hand like, you shit what, anyway. I was like, what's, what's the currency exchange in this fucking place? <laughs> like, like, it was ridiculous. You would think that, you know, obviously the capital would benefit from all of the districts like being fruitful. Like what where do you benefit if you basically if you grind your people into the dirt exactly. into nothing? How do you benefit from that? Yes. Like so I'm not I'm not understanding how this economy has thrived for 75 years. <laughs> That's what in I'm the saying. Capital. It doesn't make sense. There's no way that this scenario is plausible at all that a future humanity plays out that way. And you know what? I'm willing to forgive a little bit and, and suspend some disbelief. Uh, I can go along with uh-huh. like a post-apocalyptic, you know, I, I like sci-fi in all forms, but you have to sell me on it. I need a little more information, like you said, into how the economy works. How are they keeping these people controlled? Uh, there, there seems to be the haves and the have-nots, but uh, everybody's just kind of willing to go along with this thing for 75 generations? Like. And the thing is that there's no – it's not like there's no world building going on in this movie. Mm. There's plenty of world building going on, which is great. It's just – it's not the right world yes. building, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. They're, they're focusing uh, on the wrong things. They're focusing on you've been chosen or at least you've volunteered as tribute. Now it's like, oh, you have to get a sponsor. We have to go through a training montage. You have to oh – they're focusing on the Hunger Games themselves and all of these yeah. hoops that she has to jump through. I, let's back up a little bit. I want to know like why you're going along with this. All I need is like one conversation from some of these characters. Right. As to, everybody seems okay with like all this talk of death. And, right. And, you know, they're talking to these kids like, oh, you better do a good job or what? Or what? <laughs> or what? Or I'm going to die. Or I'm going to die. die. <laughs> or what? You'll kill me in another way? I mean, there, there's none of that. You'll like, kill me faster? There's no motivation. <laughs> and I don't understand. Like, so there's the, the, the two rich districts, right, that have like the douchey kids. The fucking uh-huh, Aryan yeah. poster children. So yeah, yeah. I, I guess we're supposed to believe that, um, I, I, according to the books, I learned this from Jenna, like they're the rich districts. And so yes. they've had the opportunity to train more. They have more stuff. They're better. Okay. Like let, the Spartans. Let's get a little they're bit right. of, yeah, yeah, exactly. But if, if, if they're so rich, wouldn't their parents be like greasing some palms, like paying off like, hey, my, yeah. my kid's yeah, not going to get chosen. Where is the Lori Laughlin yeah. of the Hunger Games? <laughs> <laughs> Who's trying to pay uh, people topical. to get their kids out of the Hunger Games? Exactly. Right? I feel like I, w- I, w- I want to know more about that. I want to know about how this whole system works. Too much about the Hunger Games themselves and not enough building up to make it believable. See, I, I both agree and disagree. Right. Like, I feel like they they didn't give me enough information to, like, uh, to, to flesh out the tradition of what this is. Um, you know, you, got, you gave me a little bit of pomp and circumstance before – the fight, but you didn't really give me like the, you know, the the meat and potatoes of like, okay, this is what it is. This yeah. is why we do it this way. Uh, but then at the same time, I feel like for a movie called The Hunger Games, they sure take their sweet ass fucking time oh, getting to the battle royal. It's Jesus. an hour, an they hour before the Hunger over Games. an hour. Don't. <laughs> it's, it, it played it played out like an anime. Like they're like, all right, we're gonna just build you guys up to this. We're gonna build you up. We're gonna give you a bunch of backstory, but not really give you any backstory. We're gonna uh-huh. tell you about these people but not really tell you about where they came from or why all this other stuff is happening. Because why do they, oh, the Gale character, he was in there for the, for the beginning of it, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we don't see the entire movie <laughs> until right. they 
until they kiss again. And then he's the first person we see. And I'm like, that was just messed up. <laughs> Why yeah, I do know. we have to see Gale right after? Yeah, dude. it's almost like they were setting up his character for uh, future movies. For future movies, exactly. That's, that's what I love in my movie, like knowing that I have to watch another movie. And then two more afterwards <laughs> to fully understand. Well, that's, that, that's the '90s thing that I was telling you about, where like movies would come out and people would be like, "Well, you know, it's part of a planned trilogy." And I'm like, <laughs> no, "You have to give give me a complete story here, man." So, like in the flashbacks that Katniss has of like her in the rain with uh, Peta, Peta mm-hmm. and he throws her the bread or whatever. Yeah, Peta bread. Like, like I thought Katniss <laughs> lives in a house with her sister and her mom. So why in these flashbacks is she like hoboing it outside in the rain? <laughs> well, have you seen her mom? She, she's not really uh, contributing to the family very much. But still, they live in a house. Yes, so she, she does have she, a roof. She doesn't have to sleep in the rain. Yeah. Also, a little sister that uh, needs taking care of. Maybe uh, you want to check on her, make sure mom's not being a, an absentee exactly. parent. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's, I don't know. I just I, I found that a little bit weird. I hate the names in this movie. Oh like, my yeah. god! Yes, let's talk it's about that. Is like the Twilight shit with like Renesme. They and- take a play out of the Star Trek playbook when it comes to naming conventions, where it's like they choose names that are, sound just kind of believable, but they'll change like one letter, so you end up with fucking uh, Hamish Abernathy and uh, <laughs> C- Caesar Flickerman and uh, Claudius <laughs> Templesmith. You know what it sounded like? It sounded like that uh, Key and Peel skit with the football players <laughs> now let's look at the players from the west <laughs> hey mitch abernathy <laughs> plutarch heavensby ohio state donkey teeth <laughs> brickishaw ferguson <laughs> that's exactly what it is Meloish velociraptor <laughs> it, let me let me ask you guys this is woody harrelson the most commercially successful actor to come out of cheers uh, ooh, um, you know, Ted Danson's probably uh, nipping at his heels. Yeah, but like, Ted I feel like, I feel like as much, like, I would recognize Ted Danson, mm-hmm. but I kind of feel like Ted Danson's a little bit of an acquired taste. Like, he, I, obviously, he got some popularity from The Good Place. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was in that, mm-hmm. but, you know, there seemed to have been like a drought, like, between that and Becker <laughs> when, he, when he did that show. Where, Forgot about where, like, Becker. Wow, Woody Woody Harrelson's kind yeah. of steadily been in the public eye. Oh yeah, for like forty years, and like in some heavy dramas, like winning Oscars and Natural Born Killers, yep. and uh, yeah, always playing a heavy. Sometimes plays a good guy, sometimes plays a bad guy. It's, I mean, does it all? It's it's funny because in this movie, it seemed like he played the same character he played in Kingpin and Zombieland. Well, he wasn't the only and, one uh, phoning it in. It's the same, the anti-hero drunk. <laughs> like that is yeah, that is Woody Harrelson's wheelhouse right there. Uh, and I liked him. I like him in this movie. Oh, he's great. He's, if, yeah. if anything, I kind of wish I got more of him. And and I don't appreciate like that bit where he sees like what's developing between Katniss and, and Peta, mm-hmm. and like we get a silent like kind of. I wouldn't call it montage, but we get like the silent moments <laughs> where he's talking to the potential sponsors and stuff. And I just feel like I I wish we would have gotten more of him as a former winner, like. I would have enjoyed kind of getting into his head more about well, like what it took for him to win the games and like what that did to him emotionally. Like I get it. He's a drunk. He drinks now to forget like this is his PTSD kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like let's let's explore that. Oh, and yeah. like got to save it for the sequels. He's kind of like a, a, a preview of what Peta and, and Katniss have in store. Instead, he just kind of seems like a goofy drunk guy. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of movie to squeeze into this two and a half hour uh, epic. <laughs> oh, man. So no time for character development. We got to get to uh, the makeover that Jennifer Lawrence oh. has to have. She's going to wear oh. a dress of fire, Joe. With, with Designed by Lenny Kravitz. Ooh, <laughs> fucking Lenny Kravitz. Oh, dude, Why is I, he crapping up this movie? Every time. Dude, he's terrible. He's, he's, he's seriously a terrible off. actor. He's so bad. His daughter like acts could act rings around this oh, guy since she was like amazing. eight yeah but like is it just me or every time he was on screen i was trying to imagine where he would fit song lyrics from his songs into his dialogue <laughs> pan am woman get away from here district 12 woman <laughs> Uh, yeah. I gotta get away. And it's not like like every now and then you'll see like the like with David Bowie in Labyrinth, right? Or uh, yeah. um, when he was in uh, what's the Christopher Nolan the Prestige? Oh, the Prestige. Prestige episode where it's like, oh, uh, this is a guy I know from his music career, but look, he can also act too. He can he be can these other characters. So act, he's really good at it. So I'm I'm where, always willing. Lenny Kravitz shows up and he's like, "What's up, girl?" Yeah, like, <laughs> he's too cool. Not, I don't want to put you in like because I don't want to put you in coal stuff. Yeah, I want to. Uh, I'm a, you're gonna be the my girl on fire. Yeah, look at my double earrings. <laughs> yeah, way too cool. Uh, and I just watched them, and the whole time I'm like, Jason Momoa is so much better than you. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. she really yeah, traded okay. up that Lisa Bonet. <laughs> Lisa Bonet did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as long as we're shitting on uh, the movie and talking about all the things that did wrong, let's yeah. talk about the way it's shot because I was not jiving with the uh, cinematography or the editing or just the visual style at all. It felt very uh, made for TV. Okay, so like the special effects, I was curious and I had written this note down. Were these special effects good for the time? Because no. they looked pretty bad. It's yep. 2012. Yeah, this is a post-Avatar world. It looked like yeah. Twilight. It looked like and Twilight. We had, I mean, Marvel's Avengers came out the same year, but this movie looks really bad. <laughs> yeah. It looked like Twilight, dog. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> and a Twilight movie came out that year. But That's then again, true. I mean, you look at the budget. It was made for $78 million. So this was a low-budget movie, you know, in comparison. And and so I, f- I find this to be like at the same time, even though I'm kind of crapping on it, I think there's something that's kind of, I don't know, like they tried. They really tried, they I did, guess. But I think maybe putting their money in the wrong place, you know, maybe save uh, some shots with the uh, the Ghostbusters dogs at the end and uh, focus on Dude, making this look a little more interesting. Like it's supposed to be the was, future. Was that in the book? Were they just like suddenly put out like computer engineered dogs well, that they sent out? The, they did modify it from the books, and I learned this again from Jenna, who thankfully read it uh, in my stead. Mm. But um, the the dogs were actually reincarnated or or re genetically modified versions of the people who lost. So like, what? there's a whole chapter like Jenna showed me afterwards where Katniss is talking about uh, seeing the dogs and recognizing the eyes of uh, of Rue. And uh, Red Fox, the redheaded girl, uh, and um, the, the the black guy, like they were all the dogs that were in the game. They they, they oh turned into animals. Yeah, it's pretty pretty dark oh, shit. That's, that's weird. Yeah, yeah well, we don't get weird. any of that. Luckily, it was weird. And for the for the sake of the film, it was unnecessary. Yes, like we 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 didn't need that. We didn't need that. We didn't need this weird like. All right, well now we've changed the rules, and two people from the same district can oh, be the winners. It's convenient. All right, yeah. we're taking that back. Now you can't do it. Oh, but now you know what? We're going to let you have it. I mean, okay. I I appreciated what they were trying to do to show like how the game makers were in real time 
kind of playing this chess match with her, and and she would make a move, and she would out or you know, call. She calls their bluff at the end, basically. Yeah. But there's yeah. a much more interesting way to do that. Um, and uh, uh, another movie about um, kind of a reality TV show future gone awry, and one of my favorites, uh, The Truman, Truman show. show. Yes, yeah. Truman Show yeah. is much more clever about kind of that back and forth, and you get to see the behind the scenes. And the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, man, I wish I were watching Truman Show. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a good it flick. A good so we we definitely uh, we, we, we tick all like the cliche boxes in this movie mm-hmm. where – there's, you know, she protects Prim by going. She she dedicate or she she Prim's volunteers a... herself at the beginning. She volunteers <laughs> herself as tribute. Uh, Can we talk about then, that a little bit? The, 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 wait, wait, wait. Uh, that she volunteers. Yeah, the volunteering yeah. is tribute part because uh, such a big scene. It's a big scene. It really sets up. But uh, an, another uh, plot point that I find completely implausible. Because I'm like, okay, so what are the rules? You got to be between the ages like 12 and 18 or 21. I I can't remember what they do. And for and for like, I guess every year that your name isn't picked, like more, you get more entries. Yeah, I I don't, I don't, I didn't catch how that all worked. Why does that? That Gail was like, he had 42 entries. Yeah, yeah, it almost seemed like he was being punished for uh, some crimes he'd committed, or they made it sound like you could uh, trade uh, your entries as like currency. So maybe he'd like Uh racked up some debt. With a tribute bookie, well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, okay, but yeah, he uh, the odds were not in his favor. No, but no, they were because he didn't get picked. Well, I guess so. Yeah, poor Primrose, <laughs> her first time out. She's got one entry, and I love the fact that like that Katniss gives her this pin, and she's like, "It'll protect you, I promise." <laughs> she gets picked. But that's what she. Did and then what does she do with this bad luck fucking charm she gives this girl? She ends up taking it and wearing it the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, I'm I gonna would need throw that, that thing away. Yeah, doesn't seem to be working. <laughs> but yeah, it so worked. um, it worked for her though. <laughs> it did work for her in the end. Uh, also, those bow hunting skills, I think, were probably a little more uh, instrumental in her survival than the fucking <laughs> mocking Japan. But yeah. uh, so they make a big deal about oh oh she's volunteering as tribute. We haven't seen this in 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 generations, and I'm kind of feeling like. This would happen like 100% of the time every year yeah, in every yeah. district. Like, don't we all have like an older sibling or a oh, friend yeah. or a loved one who like who would, who would basically do that for yeah, us? Like, yeah, I've got two who better. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, test gets called and uh, Akeem. Oh, there yeah, you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. Next year, Idris. So, wait, oh, so what, what happened? Wait. So what happens if Akeem gets picked and you don't? Yeah. Uh, what are you? Well, would you would you, would you I, step in for them? No, that's see that I'm the little brother. See, that's not how. That's not how it works. Okay, wait. So what if your sister got picked? Well, one of my brothers. I hope <laughs> that happens. All right. You know what? I take it back. This is totally plausible. Maybe the filmmakers got it right. Maybe this well, is how it plays. Well, well, here's the thing. If my little sister's crying like Prim is, I'm, you might have to go up there and do it because Prim is crying like a little baby. And honestly, that should, that, that shit pissed me off. I was so mad. At her. She's like twelve. I, like, I, I I understand she was twelve, but it's like, come on, still, just nut up a little bit, all right? It's like you don't have. To, it's like, you don't She's have, a girl. You don't have, it's like you don't have to cry, say, but it's like still, you don't have to cry that much. It's you would like, think, being the sister of Katniss, that maybe she'd be a little bit harder than that. A little bit tougher, yeah. yes, a little bit tougher. Mom's no help. No, mom, mom is, I like oh. that cat just had to have a talk with her with like, you have to be present. You have to be here. I'm not going to be here anymore. So you have to make sure you watch her. Okay, okay I will. Don't leave the oven on. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, I, I, I take issue with the tribute thing. I don't think it would be that uncommon of an occurrence. And I feel like well, in 75 not, years... They stay 10 minutes later in the movie. They talk about how all the kids from District 3 volunteer every year. Yeah, because you know why? Because the because the uh, rich districts, they're basically thinking it's the purge. That's how they were acting like it was the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's how Cato was the entire... They yeah. swore it was the purge. So, Those so rich let me kids. ask you this. When, when, what's her name, Rue? When Rue gets killed... Yeah, a little girl. Suddenly, yeah. District fucking six is like... I, I think that's what they were. Uh, they they mm. lose their fucking shit. Start rioting. And they, yeah. and they start rioting. And I'm like, so wait, it's been 75 years? And it took, like, how many times has your district won? This is probably what I'm not a whole lot. No, it doesn't look like it. So, so it took finally the seventy fifth kid yep. to die for you to finally like rise <laughs> yep. up. Yep. Everybody knows that's the magic number, <laughs> guys. And I didn't. And I, I don't. I don't know. I, maybe I don't. I don't. I shouldn't have this. I, I shouldn't have a thought about this. I oh, should have an good. opinion about it. Well, I'm just saying, like. What was it? Was that just the district of black people? Because that's all you saw. It did seem like we were a little uh, minority lights in this film yeah. overall, just like from all these districts. <laughs> like the two tributes from that district. Yeah, were, we're both black. Yeah. Fresh and rue. And then when they cut to the district, when she does the, the, the piece three hands or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The three fingers. I was the like three fingers, yeah, and then they cut to can... they cut to the the the, the district, and it's like it's sure. yeah, and then he turns around. I'm like, wait, so is is that another piece of the story? I guess is what I started thinking. Like, is this another thing that's in the books that like they keep minority communities in certain grouped together in certain groups? Maybe. Yeah, well, well, that's a surefire way to uh, guarantee a rebellion against your government. Like, yeah, they're not very and smart they, about uh, playing them against each other. And it definitely would be the black district that would rebel. That's right. Yeah. Well, look <laughs> at Minnesota like right now. That's all I like to say. They were like, "Fuck these spotlights." <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fuck this, man. Fuck, fuck this, this rice. hunger game. Yeah. Fuck this hunger game. Also, let's well, talk about that. <laughs> Why are they called the Hunger Games? Like for for some, for the the movie. Because when get. you when you win, yeah. your district wins like a shit ton of food and stuff. Oh, yeah. Is that what happened? They explain that in the movie. Then call it like the food games. Like the Hunger Games makes it sound like <laughs> you have to fast people. for yeah. eight days. Well, well, I'm just saying. You say it. What sounds better? The food games or the Hunger well, Games? A battle Royale sounds better or something a battle, little more. Something well, that's a little and more. That's why there was a Japanese version of this called Battle how Royale. About, how about District Wars? Uh, Tess, you didn't know no, that? No, I didn't know that. There's, there's, a, there's a Japanese version up. of this called uh, Battle Royale. Yeah. And this came out. Th- did this come out before? Or after this came out after. Oh, it totally ripped it off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, see it, that. That's why it plays like an anime. This makes yeah. a lot of sense now. <laughs> well, and, and it's not. I mean, if you were to talk to the authors of the book, they would say that this is an original idea. But this is definitely this is a huge takeoff on battle royale. It definitely has been done before, but uh, yeah. I mean, Lord of the Flies. I was just <laughs> that, gonna say that's what I, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that came to mind. But I was hoping it would just have a little more of a, a unique take on it. And like I said, I'm willing to buy into any dystopian future. But you just gotta sell me on a little bit more, make me believe in it. And uh, this film did not make me believe in this world. You know what this film did make me believe though? Hmm. That Jennifer Lawrence was a star. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. She. She. And the thing is, I I first saw her in the movie Winter's Bone, and oh, I thought first she was one, right. Yeah, that was her first movie. I thought she was so good in that. Like, I, I watched that movie and I was like, "Wow!" She's like this girl it. is just, she, yeah, she was, she was, she had it. She was fantastic. Josh Hutcherson, uh, on the other hand, 
<laughs> the bridge of Terabithia is Josh Hutcherson. <laughs> 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 uh, no, so I got, I guess I got, I got a little annoyed with the uh, like Rue kind of being the stand-in for Prim, like reminding the audience mm-hmm. what Katniss was fighting for mm-hmm. back in her district. Mm-hmm. Uh, but go I ahead. at least like I at least like Rue better than Prim. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she had some personality. <laughs> didn't just fucking cry all the time. Yeah. And yeah, she she knew about the Mockingjays. Yeah, we used them back in our district all the time. So uh-huh. that helped Katniss out. Mm-hmm. Prim didn't do anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> with with Peter doing just a little bit more than Prim. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, Peter. <laughs> he threw the uh, the rich snobby kids off the scent. By the way, they are way too confident in their abilities, and uh, like they're just asking for a fight. Like they look like they're enjoying themselves. I get the yeah. feeling that like little spoiled rich kids uh, would be. They don't want to fight like that. Yeah. No, yeah. no. They want somebody. They're used to other people doing the dirty work for them. Like I, I, I did not buy that at all. You know, I, I bought them as like redneck jocks. Yeah. <laughs> that's when that's exactly. what I would buy them as. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that they had all the kids training with each other. Like. Yeah. You would think that they'd like kind of train them separately so nobody would have an advantage they'd or figure anything. out their weaknesses or their strengths. That's right. Yeah. Would have been nice uh, if I, uh, Katniss knew that chick was good with a uh, throwing knives. Throwing <laughs> knives. They would have dodged Whoa. a little better. Or if everybody knew that PETA was good with makeup. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's, that is the clunkiest, the worst like setup. Oh, we show him early on. <laughs> Look what I can do. I can. Uh, I spent the last the five hours. <laughs> I spent the last five hours painting my arm, my forearm to look like a tree bark. Oh, I wonder if that's going to come into play later. Apparently, if we're to believe this story, he spent six hours painting himself to look like a rock without a mirror. <laughs> exactly. And without anybody coming by, I'd be like, Peter, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and just stabbing him real quick. <laughs> Painting himself up like a rock and putting moss on himself. Uh. And when she find well, when she finds him, it's so hilarious because he looks like he's he's dead already because like he is bleeding. <laughs> but it's just like, Peter, where are you? Oh, oh, is wait, is this rock him? And then instantly, I'm like, oh, that's right, he can do that shit. That rock has eyes. Like, he is the master of disguise. Yes. <laughs> but like, so apparently, like, he, yeah, he'd been injured. He's bleeding, and he's gonna stop down. Like, that's a yeah. detailed makeup job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tell me, like did that on the first try? Rebecca Romaine for X Men had to sit in that makeup chair for like ten hours to <laughs> Not get me. her stuff done. I'm gonna whip this up in five seconds. Oh yeah, no, she she needed Peter's who she needed. <laughs> Does it all with one arm too? Yeah, that was that was laughable. Oh my god! Yeah. But they, they did from that point. They kind of went into something that was very interesting to me, mm. and that was playing off like the reality TV aspect where they played up like the kind of the relationship the budding relationship between the two of them because at no point in this movie did I actually believe that like Katniss was really falling for PETA no that it was all. it was all for show for the camera not when you like, got Liam Hemsworth waiting for you back home hot shot oh, I know right and Jenna couldn't keep her panties dry fucking watching this movie <laughs> just like every time he came on she's like fuck PETA <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Joel is like uh, I'm right here <laughs> <laughs> oh she was not shy about letting her feelings be known <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna date the guy who's not named after Brett. <laughs> it was so yeah. funny that they kept like cutting back to him at random points in this movie. Hey, remember <laughs> he's, he's still like, here? 
You're just well, sitting they, on a hill looking at the trees, and I'm like, <laughs> and if, at one point I thought they were trying to imply that like the Hunger Games were taking place just over that ridge. Yeah, where and, he's and looking. I'm like, I'm, and I'm like, well, wait a minute though. They took like a a two day train ride to get to the capital. And where are they too? So they're in like this dome. I guess this computer generated dome. That's another thing. I need a little more uh, uh, detail about how the technology works in this future. Because they're well, treating the it like a Star Trek holiday. People in white coats hanging out at computers, and they have little epipens that they like they yes. inject things into the when into the, the hologram. Through. Yeah, but apparently, but apparently they could also because she was getting too close to the edge. Remember at that one point, so they set a whole fire to send her away. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> My God, it's like talk about subtle. Like, yeah. and, and they had murder hornets before they were cool. Yeah, yeah. they had the murder hornets uh, that. Like stung Katniss like two or three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, did she seriously? She cut like she couldn't have silently climbed down that tree <laughs> and then just like sh- shot all of them or stabbed everybody. No, it's, it's like you. It, it's like you've been a marksman this entire this entire movie. Like, but you can't hit this beehive when you really need to hit. Did it. she you have know, the arrows with her though? She, did, she didn't have the bow and arrow. Oh, yet. not yeah. at that point. That's right. But no. still, this is how she got the bow and arrow. Yeah, that's right. But I'm just saying, like, why didn't you just climb down quietly and like stab five kids and get your stuff to go? (laughs) No, it's too risky. There had to be a more effective way of killing these kids than messing yourself up with these murder horns (laughs) (laughs) in the process. You know what, though? These were some dumb kids. Like all these kids, dumb kids like that. That kid, when when Katniss is about to get killed by that one girl, and like the dude comes up from behind, he's like, "Did you kill Rue?" And he just like bludgeons her against oh, the yeah. side of the cornucopia. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! And then he like he looks at he looks at Katniss. He's like, "I'm gonna let you go this one time for yeah. Rue," and yeah. then runs off. And I'm like, "Yo, bro, that's a bad strategy." Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, and at the she big climax, <laughs> <laughs> the big climax at the end where they're fighting on top of that little metal structure. Right. They there climb were, up on top of the thing to to escape the dogs. Yeah, and the dude who could just easily push both of them yeah. is is there? Oh my! Oh, when that happened, but he, he was could like, have pushed them. Why didn't from he the, push from the them? from the beginning? Because it's a movie. That's exactly why. <laughs> like, because because when he got when they got up there and like and then he starts fighting, I was like, oh shit, this guy. What the? Like, that's instantly what I said. Yeah, he's got to get Peter like, in a headlock. There are several times when it's like Peter's been knocked to the ground, but Cato is gonna fucking pull him back up by his by his he fucking pantses the guy, pulls him back up so he can punch him again. I'm like, dude, just fucking stab him in the back. You've got a huge sword. Just stab Throw everybody. him down to yeah. the hungry dogs. It's like, what's wrong? It's like, make it happen already. Get to it, please. Or Peter, just die. You've been trying to die for like the last 15, oh, 20 minutes. I couldn't it wait. Feels like. <laughs> and he was complaining about it. He's like, "There's no way I don't have a chance of winning." Wah, wah. The whole movie, but then he still ends up making it. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Seriously?" I'll tell you what. If I was, if I was the the Hunger Game uh, engineers, I'd have just mm-hmm. let those two kids eat their berries. I'd been like, "Eat your berries." Yeah, no Let's winner this happens. year. Yeah. No apprentice yeah. this year. No apprentice this year. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they're from they're from District Twelve. We Dude, don't so, need them. So like, <laughs> but like President Snow making West Bentley like locking him in that room with just those berries, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of an overreaction, right? <laughs> well, just to show his wrath, Joe. That's what you have to know. If uh, like, you but, fuck with the Hunger Games, you fuck with your life. But but did that really fuck things up so bad? <laughs> like it seems like everything was, worked out all right, right? It seems like they seem very like obsessed with the ratings of the hunger games yes. and i kind of feel like 
this seems new. This seems like the ratings would have been really good for this Hunger Games because exactly. you had like two people that were about to kill each other, kill themselves because yes. they didn't want to kill each other. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. wow, that's compelling. That's good stuff. It's been if, s- I was pre- if I was President Snow, I'd been like, you know what? I didn't see where you were going with mm-hmm. this. I didn't agree mm-hmm. with it, but it ended up working out. You're Thanks. promoted. Can't wait to see yeah. Hunger Games 75. Exactly. I mean, and and that's the thing. Who who isn't watching the Hunger Games? So why are you so mad about the ratings? They cut to every district that are like just apparently they're assembled and forced to watch it on a screen. So. Well, I mean, Joe, they're not voluntarily going to uh, watch their children be slaughtered, <laughs> marched <laughs> off to certain doom. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, yeah. Got to force yeah, them when you put it that way. Um, <laughs> Again, no, I thought. I thought that I thought Jennifer Lawrence was good in this movie. I thought she did a good job. Yeah, I think she's great. the uh, the the physicality that she got to work with the the the, the fight choreography, even though like it got a little um, it got a little born identity on some of the fight sequences where you couldn't tell what was going on. That's this where, whole like, movie. There were just like the cameras just shifting around. It's like pull it back a little yeah. bit. You think for you think for a seventy five million dollar budget they could afford a couple of tripods to put these yeah. cameras on? But yeah, the whole thing is handheld and like super close up, like just up on everybody's faces. Well, so cool. you could see like the acne on Jennifer. <laughs> I know she's got those two like pock marks by her chin. Yeah, I'm like, dude, could you guys not touch that up? Touch that makeup up a mm-hmm. little bit. Or, or here's an idea: give me a wide Back shot. Up. Give me a medium yeah. shot. Every now and then. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I agree. Uh, that's good that I'm I'm bullying on Jennifer Lawrence and talking about her acting. <laughs> She's going to be all right. I think eight, she'll be eight, all right. That's true. Eight years ago. It's okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, what else? You guys have anything else about this? Uh, let's talk a little bit of the musical score or, or lack thereof. I feel like this needed like a John Williams like score to kind of propel this along because there's it's two and a half hours long. Maybe it wouldn't have felt that long if uh, – there was some interesting uh, uh, music kind of going along with it, but it's very just kind of like CSI drone ish, and yeah. uh, not or just like complete silence. Like, well, yeah, that's that's the, like during the most interesting part, like when the kids are being like slaughtered. Yeah, like they would they just cut to silence, and and then a cannon. I guess that worked for the yeah the cannon. I guess that worked for like a, an effect though. I, I mean, if well, if, it, if you want to be disoriented and and you know definitely kind of feel a little uncomfortable and out of your element, it, it works in that respect. Yeah, it was better when Saving Private Ryan did it. They were trying to mimic that a little too much, it seemed. But yeah, even I, Saving Private Ryan knows when to have that supporting score uh, because. If if your if your script and your story and your director's not really up to snuff and not really pulling the emotion the heartstrings, music can always kind of fill that void. But no, nope. yeah, that's true. This definitely is. This definitely is a situation. One of those situations where I wish there was a test character in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have won that shit, Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always been on black. <laughs> yeah, it, deep, Joel knows. No, not in the Hunger Games. Yes, Sinna didn't well, get that memo. Well, yeah. <laughs> Oh, spoiler. <laughs> Cinna doesn't make it in the second one. Oh, no. Is that Aww. true? Oh, yes. no. So I guess the story for the second one is like previous winners of the Hunger Games are okay. brought in. It's like an all-star yeah. Hunger Game mm-hmm. where they're, they're brought back and they have to compete or whatever. And like just as Katniss is getting ready to go up the tube or whatever, Cinna gets taken and killed. Oh, no. Yes. I don't remember that. Probably because his uh, character was totally forgettable. 
He, oh, he was in the middle of singing, I'm crazy for my little <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to ask you if you've seen them all, because I know Joel's seen all four. Yes, I have. I have no idea what happens in the next in the next ones after this. And after watching this one, I was just where so do they have I was like, do they have another Hunger Games? Where they yeah, they do it all where they do it all over again and everybody comes they have new people. I mean they, they, they do they, you meet champions from other districts in the second one mm-hmm. and you find out that some of these previous champions are also part of the resistance. And uh and so like at the end of this spoilers, at the end of uh I think it's called Catching Fire. Yes. At the end of Catching Fire like the resistance busts into the dome and saves Katniss from the hunger games or whatever. Like they extract their people mm-hmm. out of there. And then like in uh mocking Jay, it's all about like with the rebellion and stuff They they don't actually go into the hunger Games, which anymore. is too bad because for no. me, the hunger games is the most interesting part of the film. Like, you know, the, the setup yeah. in the world, what? if your world building is not going to be, you know, up to snuff and there's not really much going on character wise, like at least the kind of survival aspect of that part of the film I was into. And it was enjoy. It was yeah. nice to see her kind of outsmart and outwit and outlast. But you can you can't do that for four Survivor movies in a row. Like so I, I totally get that. Now they do some interesting stuff with like kind of establishing and building the world out more in Mocking Jay. Yeah. Like Katniss at some point, like as she's like working with the rebellion, like she's escorted by like a journalist that's yeah. played by Natalie Dormer. I do like that. Uh, and they're kind of like they start documenting like what Katniss is doing because Katniss has become like a symbol for the rebellion. Mm -hmm. And so they're broadcasting this stuff to the other districts, uh, trying to organize people. And, uh, it's, I think that's interesting. I do too. I think that they had to, there were a lot of things they had to sacrifice when they lost a key player and all that. Yes. Uh, I agree with Philip Seymour Hoffman with him dying before the the movie was made. I know it's too sad. Well, you filmed like half of it, right? So I feel like he's in the first half of that movie. Or, or the, yeah. the part three, I guess, and then part four, they just kind of he sends a letter. <laughs> he sends a letter that Woody Harrelson reads. Yes. What, so do they get better? So do they get better or worse as they go along? You know, I would say that they maybe get a little better. I think as so they go too. I, I remember the last two. Like I, I was kind of really into it, and I wanted to know how it ended. And uh, I, yeah. I think that you, you'll notice that uh, the director and the writers were not brought back. Not, they were not invited back to the Hunger no, Games. No, they, oh, they wow. did not survive the Hunger Games. So are they done done or is there like another one coming out? You know what? I think this week they released a new book. If really? I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yeah. I think they released a new Hunger Games book. And it, I don't know if it's like a prequel kind of thing, but uh, I could be mistaken. But I'm pretty sure that uh, I saw that. Uh, so I don't know. And and I was thinking, like, how frustrating is that? Like, let's say, like, the Lord of the Rings movies have all been made, right? Mm-hmm. And then we find out, like, there's one more book and it's like wait we've already done all this stuff no you're right so like there's another book and oh am i right yeah but it's it's a prequel coming in uh 2020 as a book and then shocking as a movie also they'll be making a movie of this reboot but you know what that has the opportunity to be interesting because what i felt was missing was kind of some of this backstory so if they can fill in the holes flesh out this world a little more uh the bones are there um, kind of explain explain what this rebellion was this this first rebellion yeah yeah well okay anyway. uh does anybody have anything else any other notes no i'm good okay uh would you recommend the hunger games joel you know it's it's a b plus so i'm i'm gonna give it a thumbs up there are worse films uh and if you're going for kind of that young adult crowd that uh harry potter 
you know, this kind of fits in the same vein. You got pretty people. You got a post-apocalyptic world. Uh, there's some interesting uh-huh. ideas, uh, some interesting hair and makeup, uh, and, and some interesting performances going on. I mean, I kind of like Stanley Tucci as that uh, game show host the, with the crazy hair and the buck teeth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I even kind of like Effie, Effie Tinker, or Trinket, or whatever the fuck her name is. Trinket, Effie Trinket. There you Trinket. go. Um, so there's enough going on here to like. And again, if you if you're into it all, if you watch all four movies, I think it I think it works as a whole. But um, this is simultaneously the the strongest and the weakest of those films. Yeah. Sure. Really? Tess, what do you think? Uh, no, I don't know, man. I I don't yeah. know. I would I wouldn't recommend it because it. I mean, it wasn't t- it wasn't the worst movie ever. But after hearing you guys talk about it, I'm intrigued <laughs> to see where the series did go. There was a lot that was going on that I, I, I did enjoy, but that all happened an hour and some change into the movie yes. once we eventually yeah. got to like the battle. Like the first hour of it, I'm like, all right, we could have done a bunch of this within like the first 30 to maybe 40 minutes mm-hmm. of this time, but we yeah. spent an entire hour on it. But so I'm like, no, I wouldn't recommend it, but. I don't know. I am excited to see where the rest of the series is <laughs> Sorry. Right. So, yeah. I think, uh, I, think I, I would. I think I would recommend checking it out. I think there's a, enough here that's entertaining enough to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the purposes of this podcast, we pick things apart. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, there are movies that have committed way worse offenses oh, yeah. that I think mm-hmm. you passes to. I, uh, I think with a better director, uh, this could have been a better film. But it just uh, it, it well, felt too I, much like a book adaptation. Like they weren't they didn't have the courage to kind of make the sacrifices. And like, how would you take this story and make it into a film? Money. They didn't have the money. They didn't have that Harry Potter money. Listen, this. you don't need you can make a ten million dollar like a low budget f- version of this film. And and just, just like the even the way it starts out, it starts out like I, like I can almost see them. Oh, like chapter the, one. What happens in I, chapter one? Well, she's hunting a yeah. deer through the woods. Well, then that's how our movie has to start. Well, not necessarily. Yeah. Adapt it for the medium, and and don't feel uh, like your hands are tied. Uh huh. Um, but I, I I think overall you've got some some fun things going on in here. Uh, Sarah had said she's like this is you know it's like a kid's introduction to authoritarianism so i guess and i was like you know what that's a good way that's a good way of putting it and Mm -hmm. i think there's something valuable there for kids to learn i think there's there's enough that's going on in this movie that kind of mirrors what we're dealing with right now in our country like a kind of a a fair warning uh that maybe it's worth checking out yeah as much as i talk about uh how implausible uh this whole scenario is like uh yeah. it certainly seems a little more plausible now than it did in 2016. <laughs> like all right, I can totally see uh, uh if if a yeah. civil war does break out Donald Trump being like, "Are right, you losers? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make yeah. a weekly television show and people getting behind it. Mm-hmm. People will get behind it." Uh all right, so what did this movie do right? Uh for me it was Jennifer Lawrence. Yep. She was great and it's it's like The Princess Diaries, you can see exactly why this was her breakout role and why she became a star. Yeah, yeah. So definitely her. I uh, I agree with that. Um, I also would say that <clears throat> I think that even though it didn't make sense, this movie definitely dedicated time to trying to build the world, and you know, it let us know that this is not the same like Earth, the same community. Like this is not where we live. This is a whole different kind of community. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a weird post-apocalyptic, uh, a post-war uh, ravaged like. It's the world from Fist of the North Star, but better. Like they they fleshed it out better, and it makes sense. Even though it's kind of elementary, it mm-hmm. still makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I just wish that they kind of boil down how 
the economy works because yeah. <laughs> I just don't know how they, they keep up any kind of infrastructure here. Uh, what do you think, Joel? I would say the second half of the film is what it did right. Like when we actually get to the Hunger Games, that's, I enjoyed that the most. I enjoyed the survival aspect. I enjoyed the actual running man style game that they were doing. Uh, and and uh, I think that's what people showed up to see. Sure. What did it do wrong? The first half of the film. <laughs> Just yeah, to set up. I don't think definitely. the. I, I don't buy the premise. I don't think it did a good job of convincing me why I should buy the premise. And there's a lot of uh, holes and a lot of one-dimensional characters that are there only because they're going to be fleshed out in sequels, but not in this film. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And yeah, it was it because of the first part of it. It was such a long ass movie that it felt like it was two movies in one in a way. Yeah. And it was like I didn't care for the first part. Of the um, I think one of my. I think. The thing I've got to kind of hang my hat on here mm-hmm. is that, and I, I know they make a point of talking about it in the movie that like Katniss needs to become likable so that way she can entice sponsors and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I felt like at no point did she become likable, like no. not even as our protagonist of our story. Like even though I thought Jennifer Lawrence is great and she does a good job, at no point did I really sympathize for the Katniss character. True, like she she put herself in this position. And she seemed very capable in the first part of this movie, the first half of this movie. Mm-hmm. We see her. We find out, you know, we are shown and told how good she is with the bow and with some survival techniques. Mm-hmm. And then, like, her first, like, it seemed like the first 30 minutes she's in the actual Battle Royal, she doesn't do anything. <laughs> she's like, just she's running. Just, she's just running. She's trying. And I get it. Like, she – there you don't want to take a life. Like I get that our protagonist should not want to kill a child, but there has to be a little bit more of like a, a, a display of how capable she is. Mm-hmm. We spent so much time early in the movie seeing that. And then it's almost like it was jettisoned in the second part where th- there were some moments where it felt like she was like, Oh dear. Oh my, what am I going to do? <laughs> and, and I'm like, I, I, I kind of wanted more. Like when she gets cornered by the, the, uh, the district three kids, or whatever, when they form their little alliance, and she goes scrambling up a tree. I kind of wanted to see her go toe to toe with one of those kids, like and, yeah. and 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 give them a little bit of something. But uh, that's it's not the way it played out. And just because it didn't play out the way I wanted it to, doesn't make it bad. But it is what I felt like the movie did wrong was an inconsistency with the character. Uh, if we were going to remake we go. the Hunger Games right uh, right now today, how would we do that? Man, I recast ten people here. I, I have a eleven. I recast <laughs> eleven. Okay. Uh, well, who, who's your low man? Anybody have any themes? By the way, I do. Oh, you do have a theme. Do you want to just yeah, uh, do yours I, first? I went with uh, you know since this is an adaptation of a book, I went with another uh, property that was an adaptation of a book, a much more successful property known as Game of Thrones. Oh. Uh, and so my uh, right off the bat, Katniss and Prim's mom would be played by Lena Headey. Yeah, uh, the uh, the part of Gail Hawthorne mm-hmm. would be played by Kit Harrington. Yep, Prim Everdeen played by Maisie Williams. Of course, uh, the Stanley Tucci character Caesar Flickerman would be played by <laughs> Conleth Hill. He's Varys from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yep, I like that. Uh, Seneca Crane, mm-hmm. that's the uh, the the West Bentley character, mm-hmm. played by Ramsey Bolton, Ewan ah. Ram. Oh yeah, uh, Effie Trinket played by Amelia Clark. Oh great. Uh, yeah, President Snow would be played by Jonathan Price. Yeah, the old guy. Uh, Hamish Abernathy, played by Nicolaj Coster-Waldo. Uh, Peter Malark, played by Alfie Allen. Theon Greyjoy. Uh, uh, Katniss okay. Everdeen, played by Sophie Turner. Of course. And 
And my favorite, Cinna, would be played by Peter Dinklage. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, all of this directed by Miguel Sapchnik. Uh, he directed the Battle of the Bastards episode. Oh, nice. All right, I like that. Yeah. Also, another uh, a property with uh, people with weird names, like Joffrey. Yeah. <laughs> Joffrey. That are almost Joffrey. real names, but not quite. Joffrey Baratheon. There you go. Baratheon. Yes. All right, uh, <laughs> Tess, is you and me, buddy. All right, brother. Here we go. How many do you um, have? you have a lot of them? Um, I've got 12, so I got like one more than Jesus. You Jesus. All right. Uh, who's... There was a bunch of people in this movie. There were a lot, a lot of people. people. Yeah. yeah. Did you do Primrose? I did not. I did because I hated her. But <laughs> it's like Primrose. I went with Millie Bobby Brown. Oh. 11 from Stranger Things. There you go. I like that. Um, um, who do you have next? I was trying to think of it. Uh, with uh, Katniss's mother, I went with Christina Applegate just because I've been watching <laughs> Dead, Dead to Me. So I said, man, oh, yeah. I'll put her in that role. I like that. Um, after that, I have uh, Gail Hawthorne. I did I do him. With... You did do Okay. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I went with Baby Franco for that role. Right oh, there. you know, Jenna has suggested that, but uh, I went with Zac Efron. Oh, I I put him uh, in this later, though. He Not, not as nope. uh, right. him, though, and not as Peter, but he'll come up. Okay. Um, and then after him, uh, I got Efi Trinket. I went with Lady Gaga for that role. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I went with Helena Bonham Carter in that role. If you can't have Johnny Depp, you get the next best thing. Ah, okay, okay. Um, next role for the Haymitch Abernathy mm-hmm. uh, character, I went with Bradley Cooper for that role. Oh, nice. nice. I went with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I love Matthew McConaughey. Really good. Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. He was practicing uh, that shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> he wrote it down. Oh, uh, next for the Cinna <laughs> character. Oh yeah, I went with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, that that's role. interesting. <laughs> I went with uh, Chris Tucker, but like him from The Fifth Element. You know, oh, as Ruby God. Rod. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> you can even have the double uh, earrings. Uh, and then next uh, for the Thresh character, I don't, I don't know if you did this. Guy, I did not. Uh, but I, w- I went with John Boyega just because, you oh. know, I love Boyega. And yeah. I got to try to put him in whatever I can. I like that. <laughs> and then uh, um, next I have Rue. I don't know if you did Rue. I did uh, do Rue. Okay. I went with Faith Herman. She's Annie from This Is Us and also uh, Darla from Shazam. Oh, oh yeah. That. She was great in that. Yeah. I went with the actress's name is Priya Ferguson. You might know as Erica, the little sister from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And next for the Kato character, you know, our uh, number one jock bully. I didn't do uh, it. I went with Zach Efron. For that nice. <laughs> that, that's where I put Zach in. There. That does work. I like that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Next after him, I have a uh, President Snow. Yep. Wait, and you have two of the stars from Baywatch. You know what? I have a couple <laughs> of stars from a di- from a couple of different things because I also have like I have Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. So you know that. Oh, there nice. you go. Yeah, that's um that movie that I haven't seen, but they <laughs> won a whole Oscar and will not see. <laughs> a Star is Born. That's it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Do you do a Seneca <laughs> Crane, the game maker? Uh no I didn't no oh. I didn't I went with uh, Jared Leto in that role thought he would fit that's good that's a good one for President Snow I kept it in the family and I went with Keither Kiefer Sutherland that, that <laughs> oh that's great <laughs> I went with uh, Jeff Bridges I'd like to see him as a oh, villain nice. every now and then that's good that's good man Jenna came up uh, with that one nice nice Jenna I'm down to my last two I don't know about you oh interesting uh, uh, you didn't do uh, Caesar Flickerman the game no. show host. 
the yeah. Stanley Tucci character. Yeah, I went with the uh, actor's name is Tony oh. Hale. But if you watch Arrested okay. Development, you know him as Buster Bluth. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I want Ben Stiller for that character. <laughs> Whoa, that's great. Yeah. He could basically just take his Zoolander outfit and be the <laughs> same character. Exactly. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who else we got? Uh, Hamish, we did. Yep. Number down to the top two. Yeah. Pete. So for PETA, mm-hmm. I went with Tom Holland. Oh, my God. So did I. No. And for Katniss, mm-hmm. did you go with Zendaya? No, I didn't. <laughs> that would have been great. But instead, I went with Haley Steinfeld. Thought she could do that that's well. Good. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. And then for my and... director, I'm going to do uh, Bong Joon Ho, since he knows something a little about uh, post apocalyptic futures. And there was kind of a Snowpiercer feel to this. Yeah, there was a train and, shows up a couple and times. And for my director, I went with Quentin Tarantino because I want it bloody. If we're going to be killing kids. R-rated version. I like it. Nice. But guys, if you have any thoughts about how you would recast The Hunger Games or just thoughts about the movie, things that we glossed over that we didn't talk about that you want to bring up, go ahead and uh, tell us all about it. Go yeah. to Facebook.com slash Editing Bay or uh, at Facebook on that little search bar, put in the editing bay, find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us and let us know uh, what you've got on your mind. And if you have movies that you'd like us to consider watching for the future, go ahead and put your suggestions there, and we'll get them added to the list. And we've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's not uh, The Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's EditingBay.com. The end. Go there. All that and more on EditingBay.com. Guys, leave us a rating and a review on your podcasting app. Five-star rating would be fantastic. And uh, and a review. Let us know what you think we're doing right. Even if you have criticism, that's cool. You can put that down. Just make sure it's five-star criticism because if you leave less than five stars, mm. you know what you are? Mm. Your tribute. Your you're going to be put in the Hunger Games, <laughs> and you're going to get killed by some kid, by a 15-year-old. Yeah. Some 15-year-old is going to stab you or bludgeon you against the side of a cornucopia, and that's going to suck. Or so don't do hornets. that. Don't will, be that. Exactly. Will not be in your favor. Or murder dogs. Yeah, murder hornet dogs are <laughs> going to come after you. Um, so, yeah, leave us leave us a five-star rating and review. That would be fantastic. Uh, all right, so what are we going to do next week? It's my pick. Sure is. And I've yeah. labored over this. In fact, I had Sarah help me out with picking this movie. Is this a Fred Willard uh, tribute? No, fuck do you. Do you volunteer your tribute? <laughs> I'm not going to volunteer myself as a Fred Willard tribute. That's uh, up, Joe. I can't believe you, man. I don't like white people. Uh, no, so, so, so we could have either done we could have either done a, a like a, a goofy comedy, uh, or there was something that I. Both of these are movies that I love. Okay. Um, but I decided to go with something a little bit more serious. Uh, I want to go back to 1995 and share a really special movie with you guys. Oh. Something that, okay. you know, I just, I, and I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm not being funny. Sam? I love this movie so much. Uh, Andy Garcia in Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Oh, interesting. I've it, never seen this one. It's got him. It's got Treat Williams, uh, Christopher Walken, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, it's this, this film is so fun, uh, and I'm anxious to see what you guys think about it. So 1995's things to do in Denver when you're dead, uh, uh, you can get it for like, it's like eight bucks on iTunes or, you know, just wait and I'll hook you up with it (laughs) for the sake of our listeners. If they want to check it out, uh, there you go. Uh, and maybe we'll get to my other option later on in the year, but, uh, but I thought this was a good one. Sarah helped me pick it out. And not only am I excited to be sharing it with you guys, I'm excited to watch it with her, too. Hell yeah. Never seen uh, a crime drama, huh? Yes, sir. Huh, okay. uh, so go ahead and check that out. And uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Jeff, thank you very much. Ugh. Tess, good job. Yeah, man. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. All right, guys. We'll see you next week for things to do in Denver when you're dead. See you. Bye.
listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.